Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, September 28th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Akash Weekly, featuring Greg Asuri, chatting with Adam Bazanich and Anil Murdy. Let's take a listen. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Akash Weekly Twitter Spaces. I'm Nadia Bajuelo, Community Events Manager here at Overclock Labs. I hope everyone here now listening or watching later is having a great morning, great afternoon or evening, wherever it is that you're joining from. A heads up, guys. Some of us today are joining the spaces from Medellin, Colombia at Cosmoverse. So a heads up that the hotel Wi-Fi is spotty, but I know Greg's got my back should I disconnect and need to jump back on. Our first guest, Adam Bosnich, CTO here at Overclock Labs, is in the exact same situation. But guest Anil Murti, head of product here at Overclock Labs, has his back. Uh, before we jump into our spaces today, I want to say thank you to all of you for being a part of the Akash community. I've had the honor to meet quite a few members of our community here at Cosmoverse, which has been absolutely incredible. I see you guys week after week in the spaces, um, but this has been the first time I've gotten to meet some of you guys in person. Truly a pleasure. Um, also, a big thanks to the community and in particular Del Rey who helped us out this morning. Guys, Joe Dang, our amazing social media manager and the man behind the spaces room. Uh, is uh, His wife is having a baby. So <laughs> literally let us know one hour before the spaces and Zach Horn jumped in this morning. He is our content manager and is running the spaces room. Thank you to the community for helping us get him initiated into spaces and do a dry run. Awesome, guys. Um, thanks to your support, we hit two big milestones this month. Uh, a Department of Defense unit website now powered by Akash. We crossed over the 100,000 deployments line. Uh, thanks for sharing in our wins. Thanks to the insiders and other community members for spinning up deployment guides, spreading the word. Guys, keep on doing that. Keep deploying. Keep spreading the word excited to see what we can do together in October. Uh, with that, we also wanted to take a moment to acknowledge that some of our community members are affected by the conflict in Ukraine and Russia. And guys, please know we're all thinking of you. You can start getting involved with this amazing community right this moment by smashing those emoji buttons to show Greg and our guests that you're enjoying the time they're spending with us. You can also send in your questions for today's AMA segment. Get your questions in on today's spaces by requesting to speak. We'll then bring you up so you can ask your question. But once on stage, we ask that you please remain on mute and we'll call on you when it's your turn. Um, all right, before Greg takes it away for updates, here are some things for you guys to check out during the week. 
Join our community on Telegram and Discord tomorrow on Telegram. GeekPix joins us for an AMA at 9 a.m. Pacific, 300 AKT for the best questions. Over on Discord, look out for quizzes from Andre every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific with 200 AKT in rewards and five winners. Get started deploying on Akash. Check out our documentation by visiting docs.akash.network. For a bit more support on your Akash journey, the best place to go is our Discord. You'll find Director of Technical Support, Scott Carruthers, Akash Insiders, and others there to help you out. You can also watch our Technical Program Manager, Alani Kuya, walk you through your first deployment on our YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, and tap that bell icon, guys. If you want to spread the word about Akash and help the project grow, learn about becoming an Akash Insider at Akash. Dot network slash community. Akash Insider, Rodri's Insider Spotlight blog post went live over the weekend. Check it out at akash.network slash blog. While you're there, check out more articles put together for you guys by our very own Zach Horn. Also, check out Akash's LinkedIn for even more content. Look out for Overclock September recap this coming Monday on LinkedIn. Also on LinkedIn, we've announced a special Akash Weekly Spaces with Alani Bankhead and Lourdes Miranda on the ever-shifting regulatory environment in Web3. This will be a conversation you guys won't want to miss. Check it out. And for those of you who have an idea for a project on Akash, join our grant program. For details, check out our YouTube video on Akash Accelerator and visit akash.network slash akash-accelerator. With that, let's get started with today's spaces. Greg will kick us off with a monthly wrap-up and updates. After updates, we'll give you guys a full introduction and welcome to our guests, Adam Bozanich, CTO here at Overclock Labs, and Anil Murthy, Head of Product here at Overclock Labs. During our guest segment, we'll be asking Adam and Anil about Overclock Console announced at Masari Mainnet last week, as well as some other product updates. We'll then wrap up with an AMA with Greg and our guests. All right, we'll get into that just after updates, but for right now, let's hand it off to the man of the hour and CEO of Overclock Labs, Greg Osteri. Take it away, Greg. Thank you so much, Nadia. It's great to be doing this community calls. I mean, this is what, our fourth month of weekly updates and absolutely love, you know, giving the, the this weekly update and you know, talking to you folks and answering any questions. So, so uh, here we go. So, like last week, it's been quite a lot of travel for us. We were all in different conferences. Uh, Masari Mainnet being the the big one. Uh, we had about ten people there. Uh, Overclock Labs team. Uh, two of us spoke. Um, me, I spoke at the at, on a panel, and our head of product, Daniel, spoke uh, and gave a keynote about Akash Network, and he demonstrated the uh, product that we've been talking about, the console. For those of you that uh, didn't have a chance to see what console is, it's essentially a an amazing way to deploy an Akash. Now, it's very complementary to products like CloudMoss and Speron and, and Praydor and whatnot, but it takes a little different approach. Uh, first off, it, it's a um, you know, web client, and uh, it takes a package manager approach. So 
uh, we don't uh, optimize uh, for all applications like what CloudMars does. Uh, CloudMars, essentially, you can deploy any app that's listed on Awesome Akash. Whereas this takes a little uh, workflow approach where you have different topologies for a certain you know, application that's listed. You have uh, different user experience altogether. Essentially, we are uh, experimenting, we as Overclock Labs team, is starting to experiment what a user experience on a car should look like, taking a little different approach than than the rest of them. Either way, uh, all these efforts is going to strengthen our ecosystem and gives you more options as an Akash user. So it's a very thriving ecosystem. I'm super excited uh, for, for console. Uh, we'll have lots of conversations about console in this call. For those of you that want to catch on the demo, please go check out Anil's talk in Masari. And Anil happens to be an amazing uh, storyteller as well. So go check out, uh, um, you know, uh, the the demo. I think I think the talks are up um, <clears throat> pretty much now. Give me one second. My dog is not letting me have a decent conversation here. Ah, uh, uh, Craig's uh, dog hadn't made an appearance in a while. <laughs> Glad to see he's yeah. back. Glad to be back, but this guy is. Uh, He's adamant on his his toy. Awesome. Uh, but generally speaking, like Masari was a great reminder, right? A lot of us are, you know, building in our in our you know, in our offices and our houses, and whatnot. Going to Masari is, is a stark reminder as to how popular and how many people really know about Akash. And I've probably met about 150 people or so at the conference and realized maybe four or five people didn't know what Akash was. It's incredible to see the kind of penetration Akash as a brand has, right? And it's obvious, like when you see things like the, the, um, the uh, you know Coinbase uh, listing uh, Akash as the as the number one uh, decentralized cloud, recognizing that Akash is one of the platforms that really proved that you can have a peer-to-peer, um, you know, infrastructure protocol and have deliver the high performance and a kind of user experience uh, in a non-custodial manner, right? So this is just not us telling, right? So we have enormous, um, like everybody I talk to either have used Akash or have heard of Akash or plan to use Akash, but but we do have the penetration. And that was kind of visible in uh, in uh, when um, uh, Hetzner banned, banned the crypto. So first thing that was in people's mind was Akash. This is exactly what we wanted to be. Right? Now we have such a solid brand. We stuck to our values. Um, and the tons of teams we meet to we meet are doing amazing things about Akash. Over the next few months, you're going to start seeing quite a lot of these integrations roll out, along with the efforts that our our, our ecosystem leads are doing to uh, improve and uh, extend the kind of options that you have uh, to av- uh, available to deploy on Akash. Right, the protocol clients ecosystem. Uh, some of them, some of them are in this call as well. So we have just this optionality uh, improvements uh, in terms of uh, different ways to deploy an Akash, different use cases each of these protocols clients are optimizing for, and uh, these amazing new use cases like the DoD use case we're talking about. And we're also starting to see quite a little spillover into other use cases where companies are starting to realize that, look, you know, cloud is extremely expensive, right? Anil gave a talk last week the, that he really highlighted the actual cost model where over 50%, uh, on average, 50% of all the 
you know, money you pay to online services, right? Like Netflix or like Uber Eats, the service fees to Uber Eats or these online services that you use, you and I use uh, every day, 50% of that, uh, you know, margins really go to a cloud provider, right? So cloud is slowly starting to take a very, very strong position in our daily lives, right? So, um, and it's not decreasing, it's really increasing. And when you have this hyper, um, you know, a growing part of our lives, which is, uh, which, you know, which is, which, which is, which, uh, you know, which is, which is not slowing down. And you see, on the other hand, you have these record profits, uh, companies like Amazon and Google's and Microsoft's are starting to register, right? So it's not hard to see how um, you end up having a permanent invisible tax for everything you do online, being paid to one of these large providers, right? So that's the situation. People are starting to realize, companies are starting to realize that, hey, they can take back some of those margins and use and maybe pass it down to a consumers or, or use for other things, but cloud is another solution. So people are starting to realize that having their own data center, even though it's it may be expensive in the short term, but actually it is great in the long term. And that's really where Akash comes into play, right? If you're a company um, like Intuit or, or at a Walmart or anyone that realizes cloud is no longer the best cost optimized option, bringing back your data center is really where the where the future belongs, Akash can help you offset some of the costs of, of running your data center. So maybe instead of you know needing hundred servers, you can you know, a company can have like eighty or, or seventy servers, and and you know offload some of that unused capacity on the Akash network, earn tokens, and use that tokens back when they want to scale. Right. So we're starting to see quite a lot of recognition, and uh, you know uh, experimentation. Uh, and with the kind of penetration that we have going on, you can only see in the next couple of years the the kind of use cases that Kash is going to unlock. And I don't know how many of you were in the one of the podcasts I did with uh, sorry Twitter space Twitter Spaces I did with uh, Coinage Media, uh, Zach Gusman, who was a former Yahoo News reporter yesterday. Um, and we you know we, and there were quite a few folks from our you know our Amazons and, and Googles on the. Uh, on the spaces and they tweeted about it, right? So it's like starting to see the conversations are actually opening up, right? And and the conversation was like, well, now Amazon is, in, you know, Zach was, you know, highlighting the fact that, hey, what happens if an Amazon or, or a Google or a Microsoft want to be part of Akash? I think that's the best use case, right? And Akash has always been, um, you know, uh, a the goal of Akash is to bring people to the table, create a multi-cloud standard, right? Yes, I think that's that's very likely the future where you're going to have, uh, you know, the big clouds and the small clouds and everybody at this at the at the same table, leveling the playing field and giving the consumer the ultimate benefit, which is true cost of the cloud and and that is operated in a sovereign and open way right that's the that's the vision we're all like optimizing for and uh, we're starting to see some of those uh, seeds uh, uh, come to fruition so with that I'd love to I love to welcome um, my co-founder CTO of overclock labs uh, uh, Adam Bosnich and our head of product uh, Anil Murthy to to you know to give you more on on what we're working with console, and this is something we've been working on for for a while, and really excited that we were able to show you uh, last week. 
Awesome. That's right. Our first guest today is Adam Bosnich, CTO here at Overclock Labs. Adam is co-founder and CTO, like I just mentioned, where he drives the technology behind the world's first decentralized marketplace for cloud compute. Prior to Akash, he led software development at Symantec, One Kings Lane, and Marketron. Before that, he worked as an engineer and developer for music monetization platform Topspin, which was acquired by Apple in 2014 following an initial acquisition by Beats. Adam holds a U.S. patent for the invention of network protocol fuzzing, a security analysis methodology that dynamically tests a system's resilience to protocol abuse. Welcome, Adam. How are you today? Hey, thanks so much, Nadia. Great to be here. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm a bit tired. This is a fantastic conference here at Cosmoverse. Um, it's been great to see the community and the projects here. It's just such an inspiring event. So I'm a bit tired from that, but otherwise I'm doing well. I'm really happy to be. Thank you. Awesome. Our second guest today is Overclock Lab's very own head of product, Anil Murthy. Anil is an engineer turned product manager who has a passion for building products that serve deeply technical users. He has worked on products ranging from consumer hardware, enterprise hardware, software, and SaaS, and most recently, cloud-native developer and observability tooling. Anil is based in the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon, in the Pacific Northwest region of the U.S. Welcome, Anil. How are you? I'm doing really well, Nadia. Thanks so much for having me on here. Uh, as Greg said, super exciting week last week at uh, Mainnet. And then just watching all the presentations uh, from our team and other teams at Cosmoverse this week. Super excited about what's coming up. So last week, Anil gave us the first ever look at Overclock Console at Masari Mainnet. Yesterday, Adam and Ali, our DevRel lead, held a workshop here at Cosmoverse where attendees were the first outside the company to ever use console. The workshop was packed, guys. Adam, you said this is something that was in the original vision when Akash was founded, and I know you're really excited about it. Adam, can you tell us what's exciting about console and who is it for? Um, yeah, absolutely. The the part about being part of the original vision is that what we were originally going for was like the your options when you're deploying an application. There's like, you could either go with something that's really simple to use and really expensive and really slow, or something that's like really really difficult to use. It's like moderately performant and is moderately you know decently priced, except for it ends up being really really sneakily priced. Um, you know, as you get bigger. And so we originally wanted to fix this. We wanted something that's easy to use, highly performant, um, and is inexpensive. And so we've been working really hard, obviously, on the platform side of things, making things run quickly and making things inexpensive. And this is like we're finally like rounding it out with uh, something that's really easy for people to use. So that's why it's so exciting to me personally. It's been a long time coming. Uh, in terms of uh, the users of it, you know, we we're. <clears throat> I think Anil can speak to this better. He's been amazing at designing the product side, but we want to make it easy for the target uh, people that we know will be excited to use the platform. We need to like, like there's a like push button uh, workflows to, to launch validators, nodes, RPC nodes, all kinds of things like that, that uh, people in this audience will be really interested to, to, uh, to use. Anil, before I have a question for you, but before I get to that, is there anything you'd like to add in? Um, Adam was saying that you might have a little bit more on console and the user experience and a little bit more about it. Is there anything you wanted to add? 
Uh, yeah, happy to talk a little bit about console. Um, yeah, what Adam said is pretty much you know spot on, which is um, while there are other ways of deploying uh, things onto Akash today, everybody takes a little bit of a different, slightly different opinionated uh, version and sort of opinions about how things should be deployed. And Greg touched on this as well. Is um, you know this the market for Akash is so big and the types of applications that you can deploy on Akash are so wide and varied that there is plenty of room for innovation at the layer above Akash network, right? And so our approach with console has been, you know, rather than trying to boil the ocean and, and um, you know, build something for every single type of application out there, we are squarely focused, at least on the near term, we're squarely focused on making sure we provide the best experience and the best tools for validators within the Cosmos ecosystem to be able to spin up nodes. Um, so regardless of whether it's a full validator node, an RPC node, a Sentry node, whatever that might be, uh, make that experience really, really easy. And we think this is really important, not just because there is a market need and, and a need to be served there, but also because it's key to ensuring that um, all the Cosmos chains and then blockchains in general are super decentralized going forward. Um, now, you know, once we get through this mission of trying to build the best experience for validators on the Cosmos chains, we'll be looking at things like, you know, other chains like Solana and um, Ethereum and, and everybody out there. And this will align really well with um, some of the other things we'll talk about today uh, in terms of, you know, things that are going on within the Cosmos ecosystem as well. Thanks, Anil. So Anil, I had said that the next question I had was for you. So Anil, Mainnet 3 added features requested by our communities such as persistent storage, fractional UAKT, and authorized spend. Something we want to talk about today is our next big upgrade, Mainnet 4. What can you share with us today about Mainnet 4 and when can we expect it? Yeah, that's a really good question. So yeah, we're super excited for Mainnet 4. Um, and conveniently, uh, you know, I'll give you basically four features. So it's easy to remember it's mainnet four and there's going to be four big features coming out. <laughs> uh, so the very first one on this list is going to be something that we have been calling IP leases. So if, uh, you know, there are folks on this call that have been on past Twitter spaces with Greg, um, I, th I think I was on one of them as well. We have talked about IP leases uh, every now and then. But um, for folks that are new, I just kind of want to revisit a little bit and talk about what exactly this is. So IP leases essentially is, you know, for the tenants, uh, which are basically users deploying on Akash, for them to be able to request a publicly routable IP address for the services that they deploy, right? So today, if you're a user of Akash and you deploy a service, what you get is an HTTP endpoint uh, connected to your service. And then the actual port is a random port that is assigned by Kubernetes, right? And so what we want to do with IP leases is give people the option of requesting a dedicated IP address, uh, a dedicated IPv4 address. And what that will allow the users of Akash to do then is be able to assign a specific port to it, not some random port. And this will let users be able to do you know, certain services or instantiate certain services that they're not able to instantiate today. Um, so some examples of this might be, you know, people trying to spin up Solana nodes, people trying to, uh, you know, spin up VPN servers that require ports within the standard IP port range, that sort of thing. Now, on the flip side of this, what IP leases will enable is it'll enable providers to bring more value by utilizing their unused IP address space, right? So if there are providers today that have unallocated or unused IP addresses, 
they can now, um, once IP leases is out, they can start uh, monetizing that unused IP space and leasing them out to tenants, right? So this is going to be a pretty big feature, both on the tenant side as well as on the provider side. And it fits really well with our overall strategy to become sort of the de facto platform uh, for uh, hosting all sorts of node infrastructure, regardless of which, which type of chain it is, Cosmos or others. So that, that's number one, IP leases. The second thing uh, that we'll be putting out as part, of, uh, as part of Mainnet 4 is something that we're calling the provider services split. So for those that are familiar with Akash, essentially, um, we obviously have providers on one side of our marketplace. And from a technical perspective, the way things work is that um, uh, typically a provider is composed of many services and, uh, you know, uh, our, our past implementation of provider services was typically a monolithic implementation. And uh, while this worked pretty well, and it's uh, it's something that, you know, uh, works really well and it scales pretty well so far, uh, as we look towards the future, we want to make sure that it, this, uh, this remains scalable and it also remains something that we can quickly iterate on going forward in terms of features, right? And so one of the big efforts that our team has been undertaking is a phased approach to transition the provider services um, from a monolithic implementation to a microservices implementation. And so the first couple of phases of that is uh, something that will be included in the mainnet upgrade that we do coming up in mainnet 4. The next two things are related to um, IBC3 and uh, interchain accounts. And so we have been working on um, you know, code changes to support and be part of um, Cosmos's interchain accounts. Uh, and, and being able to be part of that ecosystem. And so there's going to be code changes associated with those as well. And so these four things are going to be things that we're uh, looking to target as far as Mainnet 4 goes. But I think, Adam, you might even have uh, more to add on IBC or ICA. Yeah, I mean, uh, so we've, we keep, you know, you, we've been having discussions with a lot of projects that are like, hey, can we integrate with ICA? Um, uh, in a way that uh, you know cross chain so i interchain accounts and, and ibcb3 allows one chain to send transactions to another chain so you can imagine if you're doing a smart contract on, on agoric or on juno you can control your deployment on akash so this enables things like you know in the future having DAOs, you know self-manage their own deployments by this cross-chain mechanism and there's uh you know this is it's a, it's, you know, as we all know, this ICA and IBCV3, is, it's all new. There's a lot of, to explore, and I think it's going to allow for some really interesting use cases that uh, we haven't even really thought of yet. So it's great to get this out there and get it, get it in people's hands. Awesome. Thank you, guys. So, Adam, we've been working hard towards making it more plausible for validators to run nodes on Akash. Can you give us the latest update here and touch on the how and the why for validators? Yeah, absolutely. Running nodes in general uh, has been, you know, available, uh, you know, possible for a while. Um, for those of you that have been with us for a long time, uh, one of our first testnets, you know, our testnet before we launched the platform, we actually hosted a testnet on top of our testnet on Akash. Um, I think being said, the tooling for it was uh, subpar. It was really um, difficult to use. And also for the larger chains, um, we just couldn't support it because we didn't have things like uh, persistent storage. And so what we've been focusing on lately is making it the user experience for running nodes and validators um, really easy. 
one part of this, especially for validators, running nodes is one thing, RPC nodes, what have you, sentry nodes and things like that. But running validators, um, I in particular have been very cautious about um, uh, um, suggesting that people run validators on the platform um, because it's one of those things where there's secret, there's a lot of secret mate uh, key material involved. Um, and it's just something that like, if you're a responsible validator, it's something you really want to think a lot about security. And so our team has been to address that. Our team's been working on tooling to make it such that uh, you can keep your key material elsewhere. Um, there's this uh, protocol or functionality in nodes called, called TK, T, uh, TMKMS, Key Management S System. And we've made it really easy for people to leverage that so that they can self-host their keys while running their validator node on Akash. So this really opens up, like it makes it such that you can run your validator at really low cost while, while maintaining a fair amount of security. Awesome. That's great. Um, Anil, let's go back to IP leases for a moment here. Uh, I know it's a work in progress, but is there anything else you can add about the IP leases front? And IP leases has been something where the community has been involved and in, in helping out with um, with its development. How has that been like working with the insiders on IP leases? Yeah, I'm glad, glad you brought that up. Um, so, you know, I talked obviously about the core value proposition of IP leases to tenants and providers, but just talking in terms of, you know, trying to get this out there, uh, we released sort of an a alpha version of IP leases about, let's say, a little over a month ago, maybe longer, um, to the uh, Akash Insiders. So for those people not familiar with Akash Insiders, they're a group of um, you know people that have been very active in our community and now are part of this team that basically helps us out with testing of new features, communicating certain things uh, to the broader community, that sort of thing. And so the Akash Insiders uh, got an early sneak preview of the IP leasing functionality about a month or so ago. You may have also seen tweets from some of these folks uh, talking about how awesome it has been to uh, deploy IP leases and, and sort of spin up services that give you a dedicated IP. Um, so that was great. Um, they spent about a week or two testing out the feature and we got um, you know a decent fair number of bugs that uh, we had not seen internally. So we appreciate all the testing that um, the insiders did for us. And so we took those bugs back to our dev team. Our dev team has worked on all those bugs, fixed them. Um, and so right now we're at a point where uh, we're trying to make sure that um, you know the provider services split and the IP leases code, uh, as we put this out, we don't uh, mess things up. And so our plan right now is uh, we're going through some internal testing this week, and uh, we're hoping to target uh, opening this up back to the IP, uh, also, sorry, to the um, Akash Insiders next week. And uh, we'll go through a round of testing again with the Insiders. And hopefully, if um, there's a, if there aren't any blocker issues found from that, um, we should be all set for being able to put this out as part of the mainnet for uh, upgrade. Awesome. Um, Adam, well, we often ask our guests to reflect on their journey and where they're headed. So Adam, and but Greg and Anil, you guys can definitely jump in on this one as well. Can you take us back to where Akash started and then talk a little bit more about where we're going from where we are today? Oh boy, that's a long one. <laughs> yeah, I spoke to it. Yeah, I, you know, I spoke to it a little bit earlier in this discussion, which is that like, you know, originally we were 
part of it is that like we felt that uh, the internet had kind of lost its way. Okay, like uh, especially with respect to how applications are hosted on the, on the network on the internet. Um, it was supposed to be this like decentralized set of nodes that could withstand like nuclear blasts and things like that. It's independently owned, uh, and it turned into and it had been turning into um, this thing where like. If US West one goes down on AWS, like no apps worked anymore, right? Like so, there's like clearly a huge amount of centralization happening on the internet, and that's one of the things we wanted to address. The other one is like what I was mentioning earlier, where deploying applications, your choices were uh, between something that's like really easy to use but really really expensive and really like really poor had really poor performance, and um, <laughs> something that was really expensive with respect to the level of effort required to use it and then the benefits you got from it were you know so so they weren't great and so we've been hard at work for a long time attacking both of those problems um the decentralization piece of course we've opened up this entire there's like a huge there's a, there's a huge amount of supply out there that's just untapped because there's so much friction in getting to it so we've un unlocked that with uh, our marketplace and now we have our console getting in place now to, to really leverage it so uh, i'm just like super excited about where we're at now because these things that we were had been trying to um solve for so long we were finally we've been solving piece by piece but we're really seeing the whole picture now awesome anything to add greg and neil maybe on where we're headed or anything else you guys would like to add before before we move on? Yeah, so like like Adam mentioned, right, we are doing like, Anakash is very, one of the critical missing parts of Web3 in general is just this lack of traditional engagement infrastructure, we call right? Like in Web2, you, you know, you know why a user, you know, kind of drop usage because you have some metrics. In Web3, it's with, no control means you also have no idea on some of the traditional tooling uh, that you are used to in developing web tools. So a big part of our effort for console is to understand the user journey, uh, you know, understand where there are friction points in terms of adoption, right? So we, we have an idea uh, just by talking to users, but now we can have statistically significant data that we can actually work upon, right? So a big part of pushing our console is to remove those friction points. And in order to do that, we need to start measuring our user activity, uh, understanding the journey, understanding the points of interaction where uh, there might be confusion or there might be uh, just reluctance on, on the user part um, and solve for problems that we know are obvious, but we want to see uh, statistically significant data to back our thesis. So I'm really excited over the next, you know, what console is going to bring. Uh, we're going to be very aggressive in terms of developer um, marketing with console. Uh, now we finally have a product that we can, you know, throw a web ad or throw a blog post and have a click to deploy mechanism directly from the blog post. So things of that nature, right? So I think a big, you're going to start noticing uh, much, much, much higher user activity, right? On the, uh, on the, uh, on, on, on Akash. And this user activity is just not madness. This is measured methodically. Uh, this is quantified. And this is, uh, and, and we'll be iterating quite a lot 
on based on this uh, qual- high quality data. So I'm really excited uh, for the, all the experimentation. Next few years, we're in a, we're you know we're uh, it's very obvious now we're in a, in a bear market, but I think it's going to be a lot worse. I mean that's the general general consensus, uh, and uh, it's it's a prolonged market. So we're with the console, I think we can be hunkered down and hyper focus on users and nothing else. And uh, you know, when the light come finally comes, so you're you're going to see a lot of these efforts come to fruition. So I'm, I'm super excited. I'm super excited for the next uh, few months and and years to come. Awesome. Um, with that, then let's open it up to our AMA with questions for Greg and our guests Adam and Anil. If you have a question, go ahead. Um, and request to speak, and we'll bring you up. Um, Greg, did you get any questions over on Twitter? I did not. All right. All right. So, you know, I was, I was wondering if a lot of our audience is going to be tuning into Cosmoverse today because the conference <laughs> is still going on. Well, we are actually competing with our very own Adam Wozni, who's going to be on stage. So, this is not a bad thing. We'll be able to rush over there. As nice. we're competing with with ourselves here, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we did have a a great workshop yesterday with um, Ali Merchant here at Cosmoverse. Um, we had Adam Bosnich's keynote, of course, at Cosmoverse, and overall, we've had a great time. We had a happy hour with the insiders as well. Got to meet a few in person, which was awesome. And now um, we have Adam Wozni on the stage in about maybe like 10 minutes or so, 10, 15 minutes. Um, We'll try to see if we can get those links up for you on Twitter. Our social media manager, however, has um, rushed off with his wife to go have their baby. So uh, we'll do our best to get those links up for you guys so you can tune in. yeah, so uh, uh, if there are no questions, we could wrap up. Greg, the only thing that comes to mind is just um, how our ecosystem works together, how console fits in, you know, how, how does it all complement each other? We've got great partners with Prater, with Cloudmost, but now we've also got console. Do you want to touch on that a little bit? I know that's probably a question that comes up a lot. Yeah, so like I said, you know, Akash is a very generic platform, right? So there are millions of ways you can use Akash. I mean, maybe not millions, but thousands of ways you can use Akash, right? So there are definitely like different use cases and and different approaches to those use cases. Uh, so, and we, we, we imagine the protocol client ecosystem is going to be, uh, it's essentially an effort to verticalize Akash, right? What that means is, in order for, because Akash is so generic, in order for Akash to be usable, you need to verticalize and you need to, um, you know, customize the experience for the use case you're targeting. It's very hard to develop a generic sort of like platform that solves all the problems, but doesn't really solve any problem in a good way, right? So the, the goal of a console is to verticalize experiences to solve for certain use cases that we're targeting, right? Um, and we imagine a similar approach is actually not imagine is actually in reality similar approach is being used by CloudMoss and 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 um, uh, you know Sperons and and the predators of the world like 
So, and, and we're going to see quite a lot, a lot more integrations that are targeting deployments, right? So some of them are hyper-targeted in web workloads. Some of them are hyper-targeted to, to running nodes and RPCs like console. Uh, and some of them like cloud models that are hyper-targeted to run, uh, you know, uh, awesome Akash, right? So the, the goal is to uh, develop hyper-customized experiences so we can target few use cases and do them really well. So right now, if you look at uh, console, it's you know it's really looking looking uh, in the direction of being able to run RPC nodes and and uh, you know and uh, uh, full nodes right uh, easily uh, from the web because we believe a base layer in uh, Web three is under assault right uh, and uh, and we need to solve that. So um, the it's it's very important for us to deliver an experience for you know cosmos ecosystem to begin with and the rest of the you know, crypto in general to be able to deploy uh, rpc nodes rapidly right and we, we all know the kind of censorship attacks that are on uh, on on crypto right now we all know the kind of centralization inefficiencies that are starting to serve uh, we we know what's happening with 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 alchemies and and the infuros of the world there's really no purely decentralized RPC infrastructure, right? And we, even the ones that we thought are decentralized uh, were, you know, ended up disappointing us. So we uh, we believe strongly that we need a super easy to use, fully self-sovereign, uh, fully open RPC infrastructure and node infrastructure. So we're targeting, uh, you know, our, our console to be optimized for those use cases, right? Whereas CloudMoss is optimized for running an SDL file. Like if you notice, uh, I don't know if you had paid attention to the demo, but there's almost no sort of like interaction with the SDL file, except for the fact where you can go change a few things. It really doesn't start from the, from the SDL file. Console's experience really starts from like, hey, you're trying to deploy an RPC server, let's select the topologies and, and deploy, right? Whereas CloudMoss obviously is, is hyper uh, STL file centric where you, you know, you can pick, you know, hundreds of applications, uh, be it blogging, be it, you know, no, uh, there's certain RPC applications, but be it, you know, wide variety of applications all listed in, uh, on our awesome Akash and with, and really begins with the SDL uh, centric experience, right? So, uh, and so, so yeah. So I mean, you know, I think this this thriving ecosystem of different ways to deploy Akash is ultimately going to benefit the Akash, uh, you know, user. And uh, and uh, and you know, again, our goal, like I said, is to be able to measure user activity and optimize the workforce accordingly, right? So, yeah, we are complementary to the ecosystem. Uh, I'm, you know, me as as an Akash community member and a contributor, are you're going to see me talk use both CloudMoss as well as Console and several others, uh, depending on the use case that I'm I'm, I'm targeting, right? So, uh, it's it's uh, that's how we are positioned, right? So, again, uh, Console is not open source and not not we don't we you know it's there are no plans to open source, right? Uh, CloudMoss is fully open source. Uh, the goal of the Console is to create super frictionless experience for running RPCs and, and whatnot. Uh, and, uh, you know, other tools have different uh, approaches. So, and if we look at Speron, Speron is optimizing to run web applications. I mean, you'll be able to do, do like building, uh, things like building 
you know, uh, a a no a next year's application without needing a Docker file, you know, stuff like that, right? So each of these protocol clients are optimized for different use cases. And on Speron, you can pay using uh, your uh, Matic tokens, or in, and they're targeting about they're really targeting the Indian ecosystem, and their experience is going to be optimized for that that ecosystem. But you can see how. The, the kind of, all in all, right, all these efforts are ultimately going to increase deployment of Akash. So it's, that's the real beauty of uh, what we're doing uh, with, with console. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Bean, we saw you request to speak. Go ahead with your question. Welcome to Spaces today. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much for just me. So I have a question. So what do you need for your project? Can you share little information for all investors to keep the your token in the long run? So what's unique about Akash is that Akash is the only viable decentralized cloud hosting, uh, cloud, cloud uh, hosting uh, platform or network, right? What that means is Today, the options to host your cloud native applications are very limited. You have Amazon's, Google's, Microsoft, the world. Collectively, they represent hundreds of billion dollars. It is on track to be become a trillion dollar market in a very short period in the next five years or so. So, and every half of every dollar you and I pay for online services goes to these uh, cloud service providers. Akash is the first attempt at, at creating an open cloud where the cost is 95% cheaper. What that means is your our bills, our Netflix bills, are going to be uh, you know, uh, almost a half right, of what we can pay. Our, our cloud bills are going to be almost half, right? So the Akash is uh, a very critical part of a future where most of our lives live on the cloud. So that's what Akash does. Uh, and why does why is it attractive for investor? Again, none of this is investment advice. Uh, well, if you're looking at a trillion dollar market, right, at hundred percent market penetration, uh, which you know, which is starting to, which I thought was not a possibility, but it's starting to look like it's a possibility, especially when you have the big three players start using Akash, right? Which is, which is, uh, you know, I think you're going to see quite a lot of the activity happening based on Coinage uh, podcast today, today, uh, yesterday. Sorry. So it's 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 very likely that in a in a in a, in a future Akash would have 100% cloud penetration, which is a trillion dollar market, right? So. And you can do the math. I, I don't even want to get to there. And Akash has a limited supply in tokens. There are only 389 million tokens that'll ever be in existence on Akash. So why is it important? Um, I'm not talking from investment standpoint, but Akash, the AKT token is the primary medium exchange. And ATA is the token that secures the uh, secures the network. So it's inherently important for the network to have network, the AKT token to have value. The value of the AKT token gives the gives Akash blockchain security. So the higher value, the higher security. So if you're looking to secure a trillion dollars of a, a potentially a trillion dollar market, I mean the token needs to be uh, uh, at value uh, to to be able to do that, right? So uh, to answer your question, yes, security to AKT gives security to the ecosystem. 
and uh, it's a trillion dollar ecosystem and the penetration is happening slowly but surely and uh, by the time you know it you know uh, th there's a real good possibility akash could have 100% market share so uh, that's why i think it uh, it makes a viable uh, viable uh, instrument again now this is financial advice i'm no financial advisor it's hyper risk talk to whoever you need to talk to for your risk assessment but to answer your question i think that's where the value of AKT token comes from thanks greg um awesome we had another uh listener request to speak nova i think they may have dropped off um we'll just give a second here for any other questions that i may have missed all right well um Greg, do you have anything to add before I close this out and take us through our reminders for the coming week? No, I don't. I think we had a pretty good coverage here. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much to Greg, Adam, and Anil for joining us on Spaces today. And a huge thank you to all of you for joining today or listening to this later. Before we get together next time, guys, let's keep in touch between Spaces. Right now, go sign up for our newsletter at akashnetwork.substack.com. In the About page, Zach's got a link to the blog for you. Hop on over and check out Rodri's Akash Insider Spotlight. Also, look out for Overclock's September recap this coming Monday on LinkedIn. Also on LinkedIn, we've announced a special Akash Weekly Spaces with Alani Bankhead and Lourdes Miranda on the ever-shifting regulatory environment in Web3. Guys, this will be a conversation you will not want to miss. Make sure you look out for that and tune in. Head over to Telegram tomorrow, Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, where Geek Picks will join us for an AMA with a 300 AKT prize pool for the best questions. If you miss Greg, Adam Bosnich, Adam Wozni, or Ali Merchants Talks or Workshops at Masari Mainnet or Cosmoverse, also Anil Murchie's talk, keep an eye out on Twitter where social media manager Joe Dang or someone filling in for him since he's having a baby will be posting as soon as replays are ready. Tuesday, hop on over to Discord for quizzes at 8 a.m. Pacific with 200 AKT in rewards and five winners. Also join us next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific for our next Akash Weekly Spaces with Greg. Tap that set reminder button as soon as we post it. Be sure to try Akash for yourself. To deploy on Akash, check out our documentation at docs.akash.network. For a bit more support during your deployment, guys, join our Discord group. Um, Scott Carruthers, Director of Technical Support, our insiders, and other wonderful members of the community are going to be there. They're going to help you out. Um, you can also watch Alani Kuya walk you through your first deployment over on YouTube. Um, we also have great YouTube content over there. Check it out. Check out akash.network slash community and find out how you can spread the word about Akash and help this project grow by becoming an Akash insider. Thank you so much for joining today's event. Thanks again to Greg, Adam, and Anil. Um, and a special thank you to Ali for the workshop yesterday. I know you weren't in on the spaces, but I just wanted to let you guys know he did an awesome job and we're looking forward to more workshops from him. So with that, Thanks for spending time with us. See you next Wednesday with Greg at 8 a.m. Pacific.
Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Akash Weekly with Greg Asuri chatting with Adam Bazanich and Anil Murdy. Recorded on Wednesday, September 28th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep your hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focus, star screen jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, vision in the middle men. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Little Dan envisioning the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal at the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murky Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds view. Gotta find cover. Wipe off the bird poop. Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice. Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth. Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you. Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants. I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis. Mock up a basement could call me resilient. Waiting for the internet to make me a billion. In the middle men, listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze, trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Terror spaces